Hey everyone, are you ready to be fired up? Because I sure am. You're gonna be so excited. We've got Riley Meek and he teaches people how to go from seven to eight figures within one year's time frame. So if you're excited to learn how to do that, then sit back and get ready to be fired up. Are you wanting a kickstart on your business? and you want to learn how to be the go-to professional in your industry, well, guess what? I've got a free challenge for you. It's five days of coaching. It's brand new. Just go to kristamayshore.com slash client conversion. That's kristamayshore.com slash client conversion. And you'll get a free training with me for five straight days. That's going to help kickstart you as the go-to professional in your industry. So sign up and I'll see you there. Hi, Riley. How are you? Welcome. So glad to have you. Hey, Krista, happy to be here. This is going to be fun. What? And that is a very impressive resume. So obviously, before I hit record, I was told, um, Riley, I was like, I'm going to interview as if I'm going to hire you because I want to hear exactly how you get people to go from seven to eight figures in one year's time. So like, I am ready just to sit back and just soak it all in. So what is your secret sauce? Oh, man, my secret sauce. So w- what I've been doing over the last you know decade now, I guess it's been um, the majority of what we do is host live events. Um, to even to get, you know, into the weeds of it a little bit, it's like, we, we really focus on doing dinner seminar marketing and sales. And the one thing I think that we've, we've become really, really good at is marrying the concept of marketing and sales. And I think that's where a lot of companies and individuals, entrepreneurs struggle is their, their message. There just isn't necessarily continuity throughout the whole process. And so we do a really good job, uh, with identifying, you know, what is it that you really truly sell? And usually when I ask people that questions that they're always giving me the, the physical tangible product, right. That they're selling. And we all know, I mean, we've all heard the concept, like people don't buy a drill because they want the drill, right. They, they want the benefits. Yes, exactly. But not even, not even the benefits. We even take it so much deeper that it, it's like the benefits of the benefits of the benefits even, because if we go, if we use that drill concept again, it's like, we don't want the drill, we want the hole, but a hole's not gonna do anything for us. We, we want to be able to, to screw a, a screw into the wall, but what's that gonna do for us? We wanna be able to hang the picture, but what in the world does a picture do for us? And, and we get to the emotional, like the intangible aspect of it, of the feeling that somebody gets when they, they walk into a home and they see that picture on the wall, the pride maybe that the homeowner gets, or what the, the, the guest feels when they see that. Like That's how deep we get from a, from when I say the benefits of the benefits of the benefits. And then we want to identify like really who the heck, who, who buys that, right? And, and also where are they? And, and not even geographically where are they, but where are they shopping? Is it online? Absolutely. Is it, is it uh, you know, uh, out in retail stores? Where, where is it? Where are they actually shopping? And then how do we create a message that, that speaks to their desire, right? Like our customer's perception may not be our reality, but it's our job as marketers and salespeople to be able to speak to their perception. And that's, I think, what sets us apart from anybody else is is we're able to speak to people where they're at, speak their language, uh, and then we create a a presentation, essentially, if we can fill those people specifically in a a room that, that already have a desire or an idea of what you're selling or what you're marketing, and then we do a, a good enough job coaching people how to present, how to be dynamic enough uh, to win a room over, gain that know, like, and trust, because people buy from those that they trust, right? Sales today is not what it used to be. The old, you know, 
slick salesman, razzle dazzle, <laughs> turn around with the Ben Franklin clothes, all that jazz. That's car, not sa- car salesman. No offense if you're a car salesman, but <laughs> exactly right. But even the, I mean, they know sales today is completely different than what it used to be. It's it's now more about that relationship aspect, gaining that know, like, and trust because people want to do business with those those that they trust. And that's why our our approach, I believe, has been so successful over the last decade. Um, And as you mentioned, I've taken seven of my own companies in every single one of those, different industries as well. Um, Every single one of those has hit seven and a couple of them we hit eight figures within the very first year of each. And that's how we've amassed that that $100 million in sales that you had mentioned, Krista. That's great. So, um, so, and the thing is, this will work for any industry. I mean, I'm I'm thinking about it right now. I've I have a lot of real estate agents and lenders and local professionals. You know, um, doctors, attorneys, pretty much any type of local business that is a professional. A lot of listeners on there, so they could sell their services. So you're saying that you can teach people how to just at a at a dinner that quickly to be able to sell. You know, that seems that seems hard. To convince people, right? Like an hour and a half or whatever it is. Yeah. And and that's where it can be overwhelming to people. And half the time when, you know, when we bring on clients, we we usually, we start out with like a strategy session and just determine, does it make sense? Because if your product or your service, if you're simply selling a $48 widget and there's no additional lifetime value to that customer, I'm going to be the first one to tell you that this probably isn't going to be the best, best route for you to go right? Mm-hmm. Let's do an online funnel. Let's figure something like that, that out. Just because the ROI isn't going to be there. Uh-huh. And, and we want to make sure that this is like our, our tagline that we've come up with is, is we create a sustainable, a predictable, and then a scalable source of revenue for businesses. And it doesn't make sense for me to teach somebody how to do this if they don't have the proper margins to make this work. So for the most part, we are typically a, a higher level or higher ticket item that this works really, really well for because it does take some money to fill these events, right? We're mm-hmm. going to be doing, whether it's direct mail or online ads or whatever it is, we're going to be, we're going to have to do some advertising and marketing to your ideal client and then get them to actually show up. And this is really what we've learned over the last decade is, is the first company that I had, I had no clue what I was doing. I thought it was as simple as just, you buy a list and you know, you send the mail and people show up. Right. Yeah. And you know, thankfully a, a few did back then, it's, but it's definitely evolved a, a lot. Buyers are way more educated than what they used to be. Information is at their fingertips. And so we've had to, to, when you say it seems like difficult or a lot, it's like we have, we have measurables in every aspect of our campaigns that, that we put together. Like, you know, obviously our response rate, the, the, the show up rate, the confirmation rate, the appointment rate, the sale rate, the stick rate, all of that is what we're measuring. So on any given week, well, it's a Tuesday. No, it's a Monday today, right? Yeah. Today's Monday. All, go, all run together, but today's Monday. So this is a, a great example. We do a lot of events on Monday. So tonight alone, we have close to 60 events taking place throughout the country. And without me personally being there. So, but I have sales reps and I have clients that, that we filled these events for. So to the point where they, they literally just have to show up or, you know, I always say show up and throw up, right? Just do your thing. Um, and then through, through the, the processes and techniques that we trained them, how to develop that sense of urgency, how to, um, you know, ask for the appointment, how to set the room up, the timing of dinner. Do you do dessert? All of that is, is what we coach and teach our people how to get the best results possible. And th- again, this is, this is not like 
I, I hate the saying, I think we kind of mentioned this, there's so many people out there that like, they, they say they're the experts at everything, right? And it's, this isn't a, a, a one of those things where it's like, those who can't tend to teach. This yes. Is, every single week, um, I am in, in the weeds with our reps. And I personally still do our own events for multiple different products, just because I, I number one, I enjoy it, right? Just the thrill of, of, of you know, doing a presentation, I've, I've come to enjoy it. I'll tell you, when I started off, I did not. I was the kid that barely passed speech class in high school. But, you know, if my, my instructor saw me now, I, I think he'd be impressed. But <laughs> I, I've learned these techniques. Um, and we're doing this on a weekly and monthly basis um, because we want to know what's out there. What are the objections people are getting? Um, you know, what is, what's right now with the mail? We do a ton of direct mail. You know, election mail is happening as well. And it's like, okay. Is that affecting our response rates? Is mail actually getting delivered? Because sometimes the postal service isn't the best uh, or isn't the most reliable when it comes to that. So um, those are the things that we're tracking and measuring for our clients on behalf of them. So they just literally can focus on what they want to do best, which is, is uh, uh, generate sales, right? Revenue creating activities. So you, so you teach people. And so right now when you say you've got 60 events tonight, those aren't your personal events. Those are events from your students, correct? Um, a hand, probably half of those are my per, personal events that I have sales reps that are. So I still have my own companies, but about five years ago, I made the transition to coaching and consulting. And that predictable revenue source that I'd mentioned allowed me to step out of actually being in the weeds, you know, working in my business. I could actually work on my business and then I could transition to what I really, really enjoy, which is coaching and consulting people how to take their business and really their life to that next level. Okay. So can you walk us through? So tell us what, walk us through. So let's, um, let's say, let's just take me for example. All right. So I teach local businesses and professionals how to utilize social media. It's funny because when you asked me what I do, I didn't say, I told you, I didn't, I said the benefits, I think not the features or I don't know, but anyways, so <laughs> we teach people how to utilize social media and video to become the go-to expert in their, in their community, in their profession. So okay. what would that, what would you say to me? And we have programs that we sell anywhere from 10,000 to, you know, 18, $20,000, right? Those are our programs, our level of coaching. We have some that are a hundred dollars, but you know, the, the goal is to get them in the higher level programs because we know that it takes time to learn digital marketing, kind of to teach all of this and to train it. So what would your strategy be for me? Yeah. So I would ask, you know, do we, do you have a specific niche that, that you really work well in? Like, is it, is it realtors? So is yeah, real it, estate, it, we're our number one people that we've always gone after is in real estate. Yes. Okay. Perfect. So we can, I mean, this is a prime example. I actually just did this with a client um, where they're targeting realtors and um, they're, they're helping them generate their own podcast. Right. Okay. So we did. Uh, a, a, so once we know kind of demographically, who's your client, like, can I buy that list? Is there data out there that I can buy a list of all realtors in uh, this, this particular one was in the Las Vegas market. Right. So as we're, as we're having our strategy session, I just dialed up my marketing team and I said, what do we got here? Pull some numbers and bam, we had like 9,000 realtors within like a 20 mile radius. I mean, you can almost throw a rock and, and hit. Yes, very true. You know? <laughs> yes, very true. So, so we know that we know that the data was there to, to fulfill marketing towards this. You know, if, if, if we got so specific with who your niche is and it's like, I only want you know, blonde haired, blue eyed women that are between the heights of six foot and six, three, you know, that are 35 to 45. Like 
okay, you know, that are left-handed, like we, we can't be so niche where it's like, come on out to our dinner event and we only have like four people to actually, uh, to market to, right? So we, we want to, we can't be so niche that we're not able to cast a net because we still need to cast that net and get them to, to respond to our marketing piece to actually show up to the, the actual event that we're going to be hosting. So we'd figure out to get back to your question and we'd figure out demographically who we looking for geographically, where are we looking for them at? And, and what I mean by that is um, if we're hosting an event in your local market, perfect. Now we have to identify a, a, a venue that would work, right? We've done, we've worked in over 50,000 different venues throughout the country. So we've got a pretty good database of that um, to, to, to find those that have a private room, right? Cause we're not like renting out a whole, uh, you know, whole restaurant or, uh, or even in a hotel conference room. I, I personally prefer a, a restaurant with a private room to host these events versus like the, Hilton or, you know, come into our conference. How room many because, people are showing up to these on average? Like how many people on average show up? Yep. So that depends on what the goal is. Um, so even going back to where would we start? We'll start with the end in mind. And you know, we hear that a lot. It's like, okay, how many clients do we need to make this profitable? Is it just one? Is it, I need seven sales to make this profitable, right? So that's where we, we try to figure that out. And if it's the higher ticket, right? The more intimate it probably should be versus, mm. you know, I have um, uh, some examples like solar companies, right? So we can hit residentially, in, you know, residential solar companies that we can pick a, a location and I can buy the list of all the homeowners in that area. Um, and then they come on out and it's like, now we, but now we, we do, they do their presentation, create the sense of urgency. Now we ask for the appointment to be able to give them a bid or a quote on their project, right? This is, it's typically a two-step approach that, that we're gonna recommend versus that rah, 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 rush to the back of the room, you know, razzle-dazzle by your $48 real estate course, right? Yeah. You've been a part of those things. And then there's buyer's remorse and chargebacks and everything. This is more of like, again, why a higher ticket item is, is best for this format because we're gaining that know, like, and trust. Um, we, 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 essentially once we've identified who the client is we can buy that data we can craft the marketing piece is it going to be you know direct mail is it going to be a facebook funnel you know instagram whatever it is could be both um, we can get real specific and, and craft that message on how we believe they're going to respond we have 24 7 call centers that take these inbound reservations uh, we have outbound uh, reminder calls uh, we we can book the venues once we've identified that so literally to the point where all you would have to do, Krista, is, is show up to the restaurant, make sure the room is set up appropriately, and, uh, you know, greet people as they're coming in, deliver the presentation, ask for the appointment, and then, uh, you know, essentially close the sale or close the deal with, with the follow-up consultation um, or sales process, that, that whatever it is that your, your sales process actually is. And does it have to necessarily, the person that closes, does it have to be the actual person that's at the event, or can it be somebody on their team? It could certainly be somebody on their team, but I will tell you, you're the one who has just spent that hour, hour and a half with them. You are the one that's just gained that know, like, and trust. So by doing that and then farming them off to somebody on the team, I can just tell you just by pure numbers, closing percentages do go down when mm -hmm. you do pass it on to the team. But if, if, you know, if the numbers still work that way and it's less work for you and you're still able to reach the masses, great. Right. And this is why we measure and we track everything 
because if, if you're not measuring it, you, there's no way to, to track things, right? And that's why we want to make sure with each campaign, we, we're measuring every aspect of it to make sure that we're getting that proper return on investment. This seems like it'd be a great program for, for a real estate agent to actually do, like to do to, for, for listing homes. Most definitely. It, it, and that's where that, that no like, and trust comes into play. Like I said, I could, I'm at my condo here in Florida right now. I could throw a rock and hit 45 realtors. I feel, you know, just everybody's cousins, uncles, aunts, sister is a realtor nowadays. Yep. And most of them quite frankly suck, right? It's like, they're not, are they actually going to, can I say that on your, your show? <laughs> yeah, you totally can. Um, yes. Okay, cool. Um, so it's like, and that's that's the beautiful thing of gaining that no like and trust is you are you are positioned or we position you as the authoritative figure in your industry, right? And it, it, now it's your job to to be dynamic enough to get them to know like and trust you, right? If you stand up there and you're, you know, a stick in the mud and not fun and because you know, that's that's they they come out there they're somewhat there to be entertained too, right? Let's let's crack some jokes, let's have some fun with these people because you're building that relationship. Um, and if they like you, then ultimately, yeah, they're going to, they'll list with you because you're going to get the job done. You're going to do it right versus uh, listing it with um, their uncle's brother, sister's cousin, right? This would be a great course. I think we should do an affiliate marketing where you teach this as an, as just blanket it to realtors to, and I could sell it to my realtors. It'd be a great, a great training, I think. Sure. Um, yeah, we've done it a lot with, you know, like real estate, like syndicates or like investment clubs where you know, they're looking for, uh, you know, they've got the, the properties to purchase. Now they need to find the capital to purchase it. Right. And mm -hmm. so we can, we buy the list of accredited investors, uh, you know, or certain household incomes that would maybe want to invest into this. They don't want to have the, the, uh, responsibility of managing a property, things like that. So we've, we've been pretty successful in that realm. Um, when we're looking to, you know, generate capital to invest into properties and things, but certainly it could be done with, you know, just, uh, I don't want to say like a normal realtor, but just somebody that has their own uh, real estate agency as well. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. So you get them into this room and you're obviously buying them dinner. What, what with COVID right now? Are you able to even to do that? I mean, aren't people, aren't your show up rates a lot less because of COVID? So here's the thing. We, when I'll tell you with the story of COVID, man, I was in, so March, whatever, 16th, 17th, I don't remember what, I'm trying to block that day out. Um, I was in Arizona um, on vacation with my wife. We were at, uh, in Scottsdale when I was just, you know, starting what I thought was going to be a great vacation of just like n nothing to do, right? Mm -hmm. And I wake up Monday, I, I start hearing these rumors on like Friday and Saturday, like, dude, the restaurants are going to start to close down. And I'm like, no way. Monday morning, I wake up to us having to cancel 107 events that night throughout the entire country. It was absolutely a nightmare to deal with because I, I had, you know, a few hundred thousand dollars out in marketing. Yes. Because yes. we already paid to fill these events. So it's like, now what do we have to do? Um, and for our clients as well, it's just like the worst of the worst. So, I mean, we quickly pivoted. We got things online to go to a webinar as most people did. Our team was fantastic at that because I wanted a solution for our, our clients. Um, but we were able to, we essentially were, were shut down for about a month and a half, um, almost two months. But by the middle of May, we were back active uh, hosting events in the less restrictive st states, right? Not get, not get political on it, but we were watching very carefully, like what states yes. were people back restrictions that we could put initially rooms of 10 people, right? Mm -hmm. And then rooms of 20 people or 25% capacity. So 
we were monitoring all of that for our clients. So some of our clients that, that had the ability to move around and work in other states did. They were, you know, we started out in the Carolinas and then uh, South Dakota, that's where I'm originally from. They never shut down, right? So it's like we, we, we pivoted there, we worked there, and then we slowly have, have grown. But my sales guys have been back full-time at it since the, first of, uh, the second week of May. Um, and yeah, our response rates are down a little bit, um, which is to be expected. But the people that are coming out and are showing up, so our response rates have come down, but our closing percentage has increased. Because so there's super, super serious people that are showing up. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So how much do you typically spend on marketing and, and how much do, does your average person typically close? Yes. Great question. And this is going to be all over the board simply because it depends on what industry you're in, uh -huh. right? If you're, if you're a, um, a financial advisor, that, you know, the advisors have been doing this forever. I'm not the, the founder of, of dinner seminars, right? They, I mean, they were kind of the pioneers with it, but I think what we've done is we've been, we've taken it to multiple different verticals and, you know, an advisor who rolls over a, a 401k into an annuity and, you know, a half a million dollars gets a 7% commission, bam, 35 grand with no cost of goods. It, mm -hmm. He has a great ROI versus a solar company that has to, that will sell a, a $25,000 Homer model, but has 15 grand in cost of goods and materials. Yes. That's, and that's where the numbers really, we break that down. So it's hard for me to give you an exact on that, but I will tell you most people, and it also is who are we trying to target? Different data, the, the more, the deeper we get with the data, like, uh, um, you know, income producing assets, uh, things like that, all of that layers on additional expense when I'm buying these lists and this, the, the data. And again, how we're going to be doing the marketing. Is it going to be direct mail, Facebook, things like that? But that being said, um, most people are probably going to spend, you know, four to eight grand on an event or a series of event. We'll call it, we'll call it that because um, we, whenever we host an event, we always have multiple times available because if, if we only say, Hey, it's Monday at three 30 and people are like, Oh, I can't go to that. They just throw it away. So we want multiple times, multiple days available so one campaign could be a series of two, three, maybe even four seminars. Mm. So in a campaign, we're talking probably four to eight grand, call it something like that. And that's where, again, starting with the end of mind, we want to make sure that we've got a proper ROI to have this make sense. And, and my goal, it's not always how this works out, but my goal is always to be able to have a 300% return on investment. Like if I'm spending five grand, I want to know confidently that I can make 15 grand with this, you know, assuming mm -hmm. I don't fall on my face with it, you know, cause it happens. I, I've blanked yeah. doing this too. I hate that word, but it happens. But the numbers always work out. If, if, you know, we just trust the process, uh, the numbers always work out when doing these campaigns. So per week, Nick, got, gotcha. See, that's why you're saying it's predictable because you have the numbers to, to show if you do this often, if exactly what you should expect from it. Exactly right. Exactly. Which is about right. a 30% ROI ish. Uh, yes. Yep. Mm -hmm. it, that, that's the goal. But again, I, part of it depends on it. Are we selling something that is a physical, tangible profit product? Are we selling paper? Are we selling a concept, an idea? All that kind of comes into play, um, with what it's going to take to get that right person into the room to have that proper ROI. And that's why we have these initial strategy calls for free. Like, does this make sense? Because I'm not going to sell you something that I'm not going to have a long-term client for like mm -hmm. my goal with any of these is to have a, a relationship, the no like, and trust again, let's build something together and be long-term, you know, friends and clients, um, you know, 
for the long haul. That's, that's the whole goal with this. So the goal is for you to get, so you don't teach people how to do it. You basically do it for them per se, or, or can you, do you teach them also how to do it on their own so they can hire you, learn it, and then continue to rinse and repeat on their own? Yep. Both. So when I first started out, Krista, I had 670 bucks in my bank account. I was at one of the lowest points in my life. And so I, at that point in time, I wouldn't been, I, I couldn't afford to hire somebody like me right now. Right. But I had a burning desire for more. And so my, the, one of my first books that I wrote is called Food for Thought, How to Use Dinner Seminar Marketing to Grow Your Business in Ways You Never Thought Possible, the longest title in the world. Um, Mine is long too. <laughs> <laughs> but that book lays it out. I wanted, for somebody that could afford a, a you know, $8 Kindle book or whatever it is, um, to, to be able to read that, take those concepts and put them into play, right? Like oh, Food for Thought, I'm gonna write Food for Thought what? How to Use Dinner Seminar Marketing to grow your business in ways you never thought possible. It's an Amazon bestseller now. So if you just go to Amazon, you'll find it there. Okay. Uh, good. And, and that, you have a new that, book. His new book is called um, uh, Intentional Influence, which is really a great name, Intentional Influence. Yeah. And that is really the, you know, the, the, the food for thought is like marrying the marketing and the sales, how it all came together. And then just through this process of communicating with people, I think if there's any any skill that any of us have the ability to learn is the, the art of communicating effectively. Like that'll take you light year, years and leaps and bounds ahead of anybody else. If you have the ability to communicate well, it, no matter what industry or, or whatever you do, if you're a stay at home dad, a stay at home mom, like if you can learn these techniques, because we're all in sales, no matter what business you think you're in, you're in sales, right? I'm, I'm selling my wife every single night. Right, like I'm like, come on. Marketing right? is attraction, right? Persuasion and exactly. sales. Always persuasion, persuade. Sales is persuasion, and persuasion is sales. And we're we're always persuading. We're always selling constantly. Our kids, everyone, right? You got it. You got it. Exactly right. And that's really what that that intentional influence is is about. Is being intentional, not only with the words we say, but how we say them. The voice inflections, the physiology, right? Of like that all comes across, especially when we're you know people are listening to this on audio right now. There's a reason why I, you can, you can see me, like I, I can sit up in my chair and it sounds differently. Like those yeah. are the techniques that we teach in this on how to get your message across, but also how to listen and actively listen and how to ask the right questions to get people to, you know, take them down this path where you're not persuading them. You're not manipulating them to do something. You're just opening their eyes. So they see it in a different light that, that maybe they didn't understand fully to begin with. And for whatever reason, they just want to do business with you. And that's the whole concept of the new book, Intentional Influence. But to get back to um, the Food for Thought book, that I wanted that available for anybody that just had uh, a desire to, to, to do more, right? Because like I said, 673 bucks in my bank account, I had, I had to figure this out. And I, we have that available. We have an online digital course available that teaches people. We charge a, a think it's a thousand bucks for they can get access it's me on video just teaching them how to do this process and then we have the done for you which is you know a one day strategy day with myself usually I bring in um, one of my business partners Scott Thomas to to go through this process with you and then out of that day we put together your campaign and then from there you can still go do it on your own but most people it depends on your staffing and your capabilities like if you have somebody that will book the venues and, and knows how to, when we give the, the scripts for this and how to handle this, um, 
they, they can take that off our plate, right? Save a little bit of money. If you have a, a mail house that, that gets great pricing and, and has data, perfect. Well, I don't, it doesn't matter to us. You can go do it. Or what most people find is they just say, you know what? You just do it for us. I just want to focus on what I focus on. That's, we're firm believers that everybody should have a specific role. Like pilots should fly, chefs should cook. Like, you know, and, and that's where I think what has allowed us to scale and grow as quickly as we have is that we, we hire and delegate appropriately because there's certain things that I'm not good at, right? And I know that, but now I'm going to focus on what I'm good at. And that just happens to be like the revenue, the generating, the, the revenue generating activities within our business, um, which, you know, has specifically been hosting these dinner seminar events. Mm -hmm. So, okay. So the, you know, they, they, they're there hour and a half and that's it, huh? That's all it takes. Yeah, for the most part, I've had them go shorter. I've, it, it depends on the message that we have. Are there, are there, um, you know, examples or, um, uh, you know, what I want to say, like, uh, if you if you have a physical product that's like this is what it's going to do, right? So, or if you're selling just you know pie in the sky, like, do we have a PowerPoint? Is there videos? Are there testimonials that we have? Mm -hmm. um, is there one speaker, two speakers? So, but I, I wouldn't have it go much longer than that. Um, and we usually will start out with a salad. I always, I'm, I mean, part of this process is like the law of reciprocity, right? I'm, yes. I'm, they're coming to a free dinner. I'm giving them my, and you know, in return, they're giving me their time to listen to me. So I, I start out by always giving a salad. And then we're going to get food orders. I'm going to do my presentation. Dinner's going to come on out. And then before dessert, if we're having it, I'm making my offer, right? Like this is, this is how we can move on to the next step. We end with a, a nice dessert. And then um, it's just a, it's a nice ebb and flow, a give and take. That law of reciprocity really uh, works well. And we're just we're breaking bread with each other, right? I think that's just a lost art that people crave, especially now. Um, having been, you know, locked up for, for months on end, it's like that they, they miss that connection. And I, I really think it is a lost art that, that people really, really enjoy when they actually take the time to do it. I would think that you'd find a lot of people that are just looking for a free meal. Am I wrong on that? <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Definitely. Um, and I love those people. And, uh, and this is funny. And this is where I go back and forth with our clients and they're like, they call them, they, I don't know how they've got this phrase, but they're called plate lickers. I, I did not label them. Plate lickers. But yeah, they, they, they're like, oh, they only come for the free meal, which blows my mind because if somebody was talking on a subject that I did not care about at all, you couldn't pay me, a, you know, a thousand bucks to sit through that. Like, no, that's just, I would never yeah. sit through that, let alone a $20 steak dinner or whatever yes, it is. Right? Yes. So that blows my mind, but it does happen. But I, I will tell you, there's always a percentage of the room that will buy no matter what. There's always a percentage of the room that will never buy. You could give it to them for free and they're going to come up with a reason not to do it. Mm -hmm. And, and where, what we want to focus on is that, that, that in between, right? That, that happy medium where they're there. They just want to know, are you, are you like, you know, trying to, are you just, just sneaking one past them or are you for real? And that's that no like, and trust. And the people that are there, that know that they are never going to buy from you are your biggest cheerleaders because they feel guilty. Even if it's subconsciously, they're just like, they know. So when you're, when you're asking for participation, they're the first ones that are like, Oh yeah. Mm -hmm, yeah. That's good. Yep. And, and they're, they're the ones that are, I'm feeding off of throughout the presentation. And f I full well know, I mean, I would bet money on it. I'm like, that person's not giving me an appointment. <laughs> 
and even though they're my biggest fan, my biggest cheerleader, they come up, they tell me how great of a presentation it was at the end. And it's like, I don't, I don't even have to pick up their card because I know there's not an appointment on there. So, but it's fine because they, they, they spurred that energy within that room. And I would gladly spend an extra 20, 30, 40, whatever bucks it was to buy them dinner to create that social dynamic that's happening. Mm -hmm. And that's the reason we call our company the social dynamic selling system is because there's a dynamic that's happening when more than one person is gathered in a room. And, and we've been able to you, you to figure out how to use that in a sales setting to get other people to take action as well. That's why live events work so well. Mm -hmm. Yes. Same kind of a thing. Yeah. Because people just getting everyone in the room, the camaraderie, all of it just works so well. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, great. Okay. So what kind of tips would you, since we, you use real estate, what kind of tips would you give real estate agents that were thinking about doing something like this or, you know, possibly hiring you or learning your system? Uh, the online system that you have, where would they go to find that? Uh, Social Dynamic Selling Academy .com, I think. So bad, I don't even know that, right? That's um, okay. That's okay. It's a long URL. I'll, uh, Social Dynamic Selling Academy. Socialdynamicselling.com is at least going to have links to that um, okay. as well if they want to learn more about it. But I would just start off with the book in all reality. Just start with that. And um, Intentional Influence. Start with the Intentional Influence. Is that one better or the Food for Thought one? If, if you think seminars is, is a, a route you'd be interested in, Food for Thought, without a doubt. Anybody on the earth, I think, could benefit from intentional influence, whether you think you're in sales or not, because we teach people, again, it's all about the art of, of communicating effectively with people and how to listen appropriately, uh, because so many people are, are just constantly listening, thinking of what they're going to say next, and they're not really listening, right? Uh -huh. and people, people, especially in the sales world, your customer, they know that. They can see between your eyes and when you're thinking of like what, what you're going to say next to them versus just taking it in repeating what they said, validating what they said, and then asking your question. And that will, that little thing alone will take you light years in sales. If you just can validate what your customer is actually saying and feeling, because most people don't take the time to validate what other people are saying and feeling. So wow, that, just repeating, that, huh? Absolutely. Absolutely. That, that alone can increase sales dramatically, but there's so many other little nuggets within here. Um, just on, on how people actually understand or, or consume information, right? Because people are either visual learners, they're auditory learners, or they're kinesthetic learners, like they want to touch and feel it. And especially in a group setting, it's easy to pick up on this when you're talking with somebody one-on-one -on -one just by the language patterns that they use. And, and in a group setting, what I mean by that is if, if I was to ask a question and you answered it with a a visual statement like I don't I don't see what you're saying right that that automatically is telling me you're a visual learner or okay. if if you're like I'm not feeling that like okay I know you're a kinesthetic person yeah more touchy or, I yeah I don't hear what you're saying so when I ask the audience and to keep them engaged in a group setting I'm sprinkling every single one of these throughout all of my presentations and and because I don't know in a group setting I don't know what language they they speak right mm -hmm. from that VA, we call it the VAK model. So I have to, when I ask questions and every few minutes I'm, I'm clapping my hands or I'm, I'm raising my hand, asking them a question, getting them engaged. Does everybody hear what I'm saying here? Or do, you, do you see what I'm saying? Do you, do you feel what I'm saying here? I'm sprinkling those in because that, again, people do business with those that they know, they like, and they trust, right? They don't, tr people don't just automatically trust you, they gotta like you first. And people like people 
like themselves. And if I can speak that language to them, they're going to just naturally like me for whatever reason it is. And then I can gain the trust by just being, you know, a good, good human being, right? Get, let's gain that trust then. But it is a, it's a progression. They know me. Can I get them to like me? And then ultimately, can they, can they trust me? Right. And that's the process that we take them through. And then is it, how, how do you teach people? Because it's great to learn this, but to, to be reminded to do it is how does that process work? Cause it's so easy to be, to forget, you know, all these great things that you learn, the NLP, the messaging, all of it. Yeah. And that's why the book is called intentional influence. You gotta be intentional. You can learn all this stuff. We've all, your listeners, they probably have, have listened to hundreds of podcasts and read hundreds of books, but if they, if they never to actually put those into action, they're wasting their time. Right. It's like, yes. We as human beings have to be so intentional with everything that we do. And, I, and that's why I, it's, it's called being intentional because that's where it, it, and even just like our conversation and what I'd said before, it's like when you validate somebody's feelings of what they're, and you may think they're absolutely crazy. They're ridiculous. You don't have to agree with them, but all you have to do is simply validate. I, I understand what you're saying there, right? I can think they're off their rocker, but I, if, if I can repeat what they said, they know that I heard them and everybody wants to be heard. And, and then I can lead them down the rest of my buying path or my, my sales process, but it's a, it's a, it is a process. And so taking the time to not just learn the, these techniques, but to put them into practice, it, it takes some work. This isn't like, bam, you're gonna be great overnight. It's, yeah. It takes some work. Unfortunately, <laughs> time. Anything can be learned. And I always talk about listening is great, but if you don't actually end every podcast with that, learning is great. But if you don't implement, nothing's going to happen, right? You have to actually implement what you're learning. Exactly right. And be very intentional about it. Okay, great. So, Ryan Lee, this has just been great. I really appreciate you being here. Um, I think you can definitely, our listeners can get a lot of help from what you're, you're saying. To find more about uh, Riley's courses, you're going to go to um, Intentional Influence is his book, Intentional Influence by Riley, R-Y-L-E-E Meek. And the uh, if you go to socialdynamicselling.com, you can learn more about his courses or even call him directly to have him help you and teach you to how to do this all on your own. Um, any, how would you like to leave us with Riley? Oh man. Um, how would I like to leave you? I, yeah, I think just going off of what we just said, it's like, you can learn, you can be the smartest. Knowledge is not power, right? Knowledge. I say the exact same thing. Knowledge is not power. Yeah. Was, oh, knowledge. Awesome. Nope. No, knowledge is not power. No. I'm going to have to start listening to your podcast now. So yeah. knowledge is not power. It's, it's, it's putting that into action, right? We can be the smartest people in the world. And this, I say this about your product or your service too. You can have the greatest product in the world, the greatest service in the world, but if you're not doing anything with it, if you're not actively marketing, getting people to know about it, you're not helping anybody. And that's the same with consuming knowledge. If you're, if you're the smartest man on the planet, most, most billionaires have a, in high school or grade school had a GPA of 2.6 or less. It's like, it's, it's like 90 some percent of billionaires and it's because they had to get creative. They didn't, I mean, and that's where if you can get creative with, with learning some of this knowledge, but then get creative on how you can implement it into your life, it will take you light years ahead of your competition. I honestly, we speak a lot of the same language. So if you've been listening to me for a while, what you think that I read his book and I've been preaching what he says. So absolutely, I'm going to read his book because I, I really agree with everything he is saying. So Riley, thank you so much. Remember everyone, it is great to learn, but if you don't implement, nothing happens. So now it's time for you to implement and take action from today's podcast. And I just want to thank you for being here, Riley. I really appreciate you did a great job. And uh, 
for all our listeners, thank you so much for giving us just a little bit of your time. We know how valuable it is. Make it a great day, everyone. Go ahead and go get fired up. Take action.